1: The cat Hey, welcome to They Don't Bite. Uh, if we don't know each other, my name is Jaren. Uh, this is a podcast that I started in 2018, took a quick break, and now uh, we are back in 2022. So uh, the point of this show is I interview a lot of my friends, um, people who have similar beliefs that I do, people who have wildly different beliefs than I do. Uh, and my hope is that you can see from our friendship and the depth of our conversations uh, how uh, diverse friendships may look for you in your life. So all that to say thank you for being here thanks for checking out this podcast if it is your first time here um welcome uh if you've been around here's how you can help as we get started back doing this again please share this with somebody post better on social media and follow us at they don't bite um all online you know instagram facebook all the fun stuff so uh this first episode is with my best friend tim stone we've been friends for about 10 years now uh he is uh you know best friend for life. We'll definitely know each other for at least a while longer. Um, I love him a lot. And so we just kind of talked about what the, the point of the show is uh, a lot of the questions of people who are like, why did we take a break and all that stuff? So we talk about that. It's a really great conversation. So without I don't want to do a bunch of long intros. So here's they don't bite. All right. Well, um, welcome back to they don't bite everybody. This is uh, we are launch We I'm doing this again. Uh, Tim is here with me. My best friend Tim. Yeah, uh, we have a podcast studio and now that we have a studio and a space and some microphones. It felt like it was time to bring her back, bring her back, bring her back, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. Why though? Well, okay. I like, don't know. Well, here's the thing. The, the whole point of the show. Uh, if they don't bite my hope is that this is a spot because I have a lot of friends. Yeah, you know, not like yourself. Yeah and um, and most of my friends have because we went to a Christian college together. A lot of my friends have deconstructed their faith or or a -hmm. lot of them. have just no faith at all. Yeah, or a completely different faith Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I think there was a thought. We you and I were both overzealous Christians at one point. Absolutely, and I think we definitely had the thought at one time. We had conversations like this that was like the point of friendship and ministry was to get as many people to convert and follow Jesus as we could. Mm -hmm. And I think in a way, not that my goal isn't to see people know Jesus, but like in a way that became a hindrance to actual deep community and friendship with people because I saw other people as projects or something to be fixed yeah
0: or worse as an enemy
1: yes yeah, and so the the reason I think it's time to bring it back is kind of um, I don't know if you've seen uh, do you have like a social media app on yeah. the phone? Like, are you like alive right now Dude, it just seen? seems like everybody like yeah. there's a lot of us versus them conversations that Absolutely. happen and it's not yep. just with faith it's a lot yep. of you know if if people disagree they are against me kind mm-hmm. of believing mm-hmm. and um, and I want to, I want to showcase that a lot of my friendships, we have different opinions on particular issues or on belief and faith, uh, but we still have like a good friendship because we have mutual respect and love yeah. for each other. Yeah. And so if I can create a space where you can hear my friends, I also, you know, by interviewing my friends, um, the goal is that <sighs> it's a lot harder to be angry with or hate somebody uh, once you know them better. Yep, that's a lot harder to do. Yep, and so it's very easy to go. Well, people who believe this are blank. Yep, when you don't know anyone who Any believes that. People, yeah, yeah, you know, and I think that's what a lot of social media is, is a lot of really loose connections and you can yep. just go. Oh, I know somebody who believes that and based solely yeah. on the you know social media interaction. <laughs> yeah. I can then go everybody who believes that yeah. is this. Yeah, and that sucks that yeah. creates a very isolated, lonely world for you. Yeah, um, and so I want to create a space where, where we can try to try to work through those things.
0: Yeah, it's true. There is like uh, I feel like a, a few years ago when you first started, they don't bite. There was uh, a, an area where this made a lot of sense, but I think especially over the past couple of years, the I think two things. One, the initial issue has just kind of escalated. <sighs> yeah. And then two, I think you have seen over the past two years almost this max mass exodus of people who have deconstructed their faith yeah. or who have seen some of these big public downfalls of some yeah. important figures in the church. Um, and now you're kind of in this spot where it's almost like borderline trendy to deconstruct your faith. It's true. Uh, and so I think the timing of this, of bringing it back makes a lot of sense right now.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think that, I've also seen because we have a lot, we've had a lot of friends deconstruct Mm -hmm. um, and I've got friends that have dug deeper seeing other people deconstruct. Yeah, and it's very interesting to me how fast someone will. How do I say that somebody who has been very involved with church has even been on staff at a church will deconstruct and then all of a sudden the people that they counted close to them for the past decade we'll talk about them or talk to them as if now we've got nothing in common Mm -hmm. and you are against me Mm -hmm. and it's that's fascinating to me and interesting to me. There's also this very weird pull of our friends who have deconstructed who then go off. They do go off the deep end of well now and I don't know. I hope to get into some more conversations about deconstruction because there's yeah. a very healthy thing yeah. of that's Absolutely. some yeah, you had some really wrong theology yeah. that definitely needed to be taken apart and then needed to be examined. I've had wrong theology. Yeah. I have wrong theology yeah. that needs to be examined. And that's the work of following Jesus is submitting myself to him and saying, I don't know everything. I yeah. don't have this all figured out. The, the work of humbly saying, oh yeah, I was wrong about this, mm-hmm. um, but there's a lot of on both not both sides on every issue yeah. of anything. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of black and white thinking. Yep. It is either 100% for me or mm-hmm. 100% against me. Yep. Um, another thing that came up, well, we because we, we used to do the show and a lot of people are listening to this maybe for the first time. Uh, and so I'll re- I'll try to re-edit and re-release some older conversations. But one thing that did keep coming up a lot um, in the previous episodes and stuff we did um, was that kind of dichotomy belief and living like um, <sighs> a lot of my non-Christian friends
0: mm-hmm.
1: are looking at. So I'll say that a lot of my Christian friends look at non-believers as if they're the ones that bite. And then a lot of my non-believing friends look at Christians as if they're the ones that bite. Yep. And the the, the name of the show is they don't bite. The, the yeah. goal is like by, hearing each other out learning and being an actual community. That's where we see like, oh man, not every Democrat is the devil or like, you know, not every, yeah. uh, you know, ex pastor who
0: I don't know. I, it's possible to have relationships with people who don't think about the world the same way you think about the world.
1: This is what I was trying to say. I think Christians wake up every morning, not not. I mean like <laughs> there are <laughs> Christians wake up every day. No, I think the zealous Christians that we were yeah. woke up yeah. every day and thought how, and this is not a bad thought. How is God in act, in interacting with the space and the world around me? Right. Yep. So yep. we are very in tune and aware of how God is moving. And that is a good thing. Yeah but then there's this assumption that if you're a non-believer because I think about God all the time. Yeah, you therefore probably also think about God time. It seems like there's this there's yeah. this looking at a non-believer as in like, oh, you wake up and think how can I mess up God's plan for the world today? <laughs> Does that make sense? Does that track? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, yeah. I think that that's the perspective that a lot of us have come to is because yeah. we are so involved in church and our whole lives revolve around this one community and belief and this yeah. one that it becomes so intertwined in that that then we go, well. Well, everyone else is living as if they're attacking our beliefs. So when someone says, hey, I disagree with that, instead of hearing, oh, like you disagree and you have a different opinion here. You hear, I want you to quit believing that. Yeah, and that's how a lot of conversations happen is we end up in these arguments that the point is not even to understand each other or to understand why someone will believe different or go, oh, you had a different experience with life. You didn't grow up in the Bible Belt in Missouri or you didn't grow up middle class, you know, rural Mount Vernon and you have a complete like I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know an out of the closet gay person until I was well out of college. Yeah, I didn't know another, bl- I didn't know a black person growing up in Mount Vernon. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know,
1: and so there were so many different perspectives that I did not have any context for yep. And so whenever my small town Mount Vernon is like uh, you know, all people from these big cities just want to forget about small town Mount Vernon. Are there people who like that? Sure. Are they yeah. annoying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll agree with you. They suck. Right. But I also live in a bigger city now and I go, oh, I think one of the reasons is that I just see people from different. Like we're not all middle class white people. Yeah, yeah, so then I have to take into account for other people. Yeah, and I think that anyway, that's a little bit of a rant, but mm-hmm. that the point that's I've learned so much from the conversations we've had on the show, and so yeah. I wanted to to keep doing that and bring that back. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons we quit doing it.
0: Yeah, tell me more about that because you did this for a little bit. You had a lot I of great conversations. Yeah,
1: and then you went away for a little bit. Well, and your back tell because I don't know there. if you lived twenty twenty. Were you there? <laughs> I wasn't
0: there. I missed yeah, it just huddled down and <laughs> <I> missed
1: it. <laughs> this is uh, it seems like everyone is just here. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, like they are ready to fist fight over anything at any time. Like if you are like, "Wow, I don't like peanut butter. You'll get punched in the face by someone who's (laughs) like I kind of liked it. It was pretty. Not even someone who's like passionate about peanut butter. (laughs) Just someone's like it's good. I know someone who ate it every day, growing up and you (laughs) (laughs) and you know in my small town Mount Vernon, we never had peanut butter. (laughs) No, (laughs) but I'm saying that like in 2020, especially people just so ingrained with their ideas and their opinions that it became something where there was so much noise that it felt like this podcast and the conversations weren't contributing. Yeah, they were just kind of joining the noise and in my personal life, um, I definitely was feeling from God in that season of like, oh, this is a good time to shut up.
0: Yeah, because like
1: everyone else, it became like those months of one issue after another after Mm -hmm. another of like, Mm -hmm. you know, how do I say that is uh, whatever you believe about covid, you have to you have to speak up on whatever you believe be very publicly loud yes and then if you're not publicly allowed about whatever the hot issue is that means you don't care about it yep and so when I was seeing that happen for issue after issue after issue not that speaking up on issues is wrong Mm -hmm. but like the pressure of what was happening on social media because we were all stuck inside uh, was very much like you have to speak you have to share you have to do this and that was a really interesting time for for God to say to me hey you should quit you should just listen and so yeah and so I was like all right I'm gonna I'm gonna you know, I was also uber driving and yeah. door dashing a lot, so I didn't really have time to podcast. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean it was a crazy time in your career as well. Yeah, I didn't like, have any it, shows. everybody's, but yeah. Um, yeah, and so but there really was like kind of a yeah, didn't matter what you said. It was mm-hmm. going to be wrong mm-hmm. kind of thing, um, yeah. which we're still kind of in, which is just a <laughs> what a grand time. Yeah,
0: yeah, but um, now it, it does. It does feel like we're in a in a point where I think I think this message can be received now. Sure. I think at that at that time I don't I don't know if it could have.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so what's the goal then? What's that? What's that message that you hope people will walk away with as they listen? Well, to these conversations?
1: Um, what we're going to do in these episodes is a little different than what we did before. So each guest is going to be two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'd like to do with each guest is learn about their background with faith. Um, like I said, I do have a lot of friends, especially here in the Midwest yeah. who, who grew up going to church with their grandma, mm-hmm. you know, um, and they grew up, you know, Praying at dinner and and whatever and I and uh, and now have no ties to faith at all. Yeah, um, I've got friends who came out to their parents when they were teenagers, mm-hmm. and their parents haven't talked to them since. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got friends who did not grow up in Christian Christianity at all. They respected all these beliefs, and they they've kind of chosen things that work for them, and they're mm-hmm. making their own way through, you know, whatever life looks like for them right now. What I'd like to do is. Uh, have a, an episode of learning about and getting to know a friend and then yeah. kind of diving a little deeper into maybe one particular part of their story um, yeah. or something that sticks out. And so um, you know, previously episodes were like an hour and a half, two hours long. It was yeah. crazy. <laughs> we, <laughs> and we didn't know how to podcast, uh, but now hopefully they will be a little more channeled and a little more uh, intentional. But ultimately what I would love is for um, I have a lot of really rich friendships and the people in my life have really um, changed me in a lot of great ways. Mm-hmm. I have learned so much from my friends. Mm-hmm. So if you can learn from my friends as a listener, that would be awesome. But ultimately what I hope is that this allows you and gives you the tools to then co-create these kinds of friendships in your personal yeah. life. Yeah. I would love it if your friend group became more diverse and more full over mm-hmm. the next year.
0: That's That was actually a, a question I was going to ask you because it's definitely something, honestly, I've always looked up to you for is you have this really unique ability to make friends with people that are very different than you. Um, and I think especially someone growing up in the church, uh, especially when you look at people who the church would consider on the outside, mm-hmm. um, if you grow up in that context, it's honestly kind of hard to find common ground with people who are are... Fundamentally different than you, and yeah. like your beliefs and things like that. Um, so, uh, what are maybe like a quick tip or, or something? Like, how do you Here make are a my, relationship? Here is
1: my five solutions. Like, <laughs> well, obviously, can,
0: people are gonna hear you in yeah, those relationships, well, and but you can
1: read about it in my book. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> how do you do that? How do you find common ground? How do you yeah. build a
1: relationship with someone that's um, that different than? Here is what. Here is what's changed uh, in my life in the last ten years. Yeah, uh, is putting my need to be right aside. Mm -hmm. Um, and you'll hear that in a lot of these conversations too. I did. That's a lot of the feedback I got when we first did this podcast was a lot of my, a lot of listeners would say like, oh, well, they said this thing and this is very clearly a wrong interpretation of scripture Mm -hmm. and you should have spoken up about that. Yeah, and it's like, well, I need you to remember as a listener. I still got to be friends with these people outside (laughs) of this conversation. You know, this is the only conversation we have But for real though is like if, if I was once a person who would love to argue and debate because I loved my own rightness. Yeah. And there was my idea of ministry was getting people to believe the right things. Mm -hmm. And if I, because I also thought if I believed the right things, then that meant I was right with God. So here is my quick tips. (laughs) 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 My quick tips. Um, For real though, what's changed for me in the past 10 years is knowing how God sees me and relaxing in that yeah like chilling out <laughs> and i know it sounds like oversimplified but you know what i'm talking about yep you know, we've talked about this a lot uh-huh. is just like a, okay well i know that god approves of me approves of me and sees me and i'm you know right with him mm-hmm. we're good
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know So I don't have to strive and try as hard. I also don't have to prove that I'm right with God, Mm -hmm. right? Mm And that proving that rightness is what was really holding me back from connecting with other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also vulnerability. I have grown so much in being able to be vulnerable with people. And when I stopped viewing Christian as safe, non-Christian as unsafe, that opened up a whole world of uh, things to me. Because what I've also learned is that Christian does not always mean safe. Yep. Yep. And um, when I've set healthier boundaries in my life and I exercise more wisdom than okay. just, you know, I think that's an easy route is I can only be vulnerable with people who say they follow Jesus because yep. they're going to be safe. But what I found out was a lot of them weren't. <laughs> uh, and also like a lot of my friends here in Kansas City who, who are not Jesus followers are some of the safe, safest, kindest yeah. friends that I have. Yep. And so um, leading with vulnerability Mm-hmm. um and then but but more than anything is just giving up my motivation and my um direction yeah. like my I, my yeah. direction for a friendship yep, yep. you know because th- when i'm coming into a friendship with direction i am not trusting that god has one yep yep and so if i'm going to come in and i'm going to be like oh i'm going to try to intentionally i I'm- that's manipulative it's weird yeah. It's weird for everybody. No one likes it. Mm -hmm. You feel and what happens is that person ends up burned and they are not changed and you feel like a failure because they didn't change.
0: Yeah, and they're like, oh, this whole friendship was just a Jesus juke.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when I gave that up and when I when I almost it sounds like I settled for but it really does. That's this is I'm going to say it this way because it makes it real of how I was treating friendships when I settled for just a regular old friendship with somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, Um, That's how I was viewing relationships Mm -hmm. and so I wasn't viewing a friendship and connection with someone as enough. Mm -hmm. It had to be Mm -hmm. a notch in my belt of someone I led to Jesus or something and uh, that's what changed a lot of my friendships.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good a really strong point because and because of that I've
1: saved thirty five (laughs) people.
0: Go back to every I have episode before. in my belt. Now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think that's a good point, because if you think about it like uh, if, if you're one of those people who are like, oh, um, if I hear something that's wrong, I need to correct it and, mm-hmm. and lead people in that direction. I, I, th- I think the the point to think is just think for a second. If someone were to try to get you to change your mind on something, yeah. um, how well that would
1: work, and this is a faith centered <laughs> podcast, but yeah. like think about your family members at Thanksgiving that do that with politics with politics. Yeah, yeah, and someone the, brings up some political position mm-hmm. and then one of your mm-hmm. family members is like, well, actually you're wrong about and you're like, oh my gosh, it doesn't help Thanksgiving is over. Yeah, all you it know? does
0: is hurt the relationship. It doesn't actually uh, solve the issue, right, and it and and not that the goal it I think that's the the rewiring for the the Christian who grew up in the past 40 years. Um, the rewiring is is that the goal is no longer or is not no longer but should it be that this relationship leads to you getting saved? Mm-hmm. It's that this relationship leads to a good relationship. Yeah, um, and hopefully God does something out of that sure, but that's not your job um, yeah. and you shouldn't put that pressure on you and when you do is when people end up with those bad experiences. Um, instead, it's having a good genuine relationship and hopefully that leads in the right.
1: direction. I would say there was a long time where I was trying to position myself in friendships where I could give advice. Yeah. Um, and now I'm in friendships where I'm asked for advice Mm -hmm. and there's a very big difference. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to learn that takes everyone a while to learn that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, but that's what I mean is like I was leading with advice. Yeah. Um, which is just, you know, no one, no one wants that. (laughs) Nobody wants that. And, um, now I just I just genuinely enjoy people. Yeah. It's made me enjoy them a lot more because it's not dependent on what I can get from them, and mm-hmm. it's not dependent on the the outcome or the measurement of that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I, I you know I don't know if that's as clear as I hope it would be, but I I'm gonna trust that people understand what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I um, think it makes sense. My belief is that there's a God who loves me and who loves you and who loves each of my dear friends Mm -hmm. Um, and I believe he is active and moving in this world and I would love for my friends to see more of him through me yeah Um, what I don't want is to pressure my friends to memorize a bible verse or to say a prayer with me or to give up something in their life like I want them to experience the realness of God Mm -hmm. not what I think they should look like, yep. and so, um, and I hope that I want you to experience that with your friendships, listener. Yep. Yep. Um, that this would, man, the email. The reason I'm bringing it back is because all the emails and messages I got from people who listened to the show were the first time I was around and said that this was impacting their friendships. That yep. meant the world to me. That's, That's great. Cool.
0: That's super cool.
1: And so, um, yeah. So our, our uh, my first interview will come out next week. This is October cool. something. Yeah, and uh,
0: <laughs> so um, it's it's not just church people though, right? Like we've, we've talked a lot about church people, but like if you're not a church person, mm-hmm. there's still I think there's still things where people who didn't grow up in the church can uh, be guilty. A lot of, of a lot of these same things of trying to direct their friendships towards an end goal sure. to teach and to sure. And so I think there's there's value on no matter what your background is and mm-hmm. of of how to learn to have more genuine relationship. You know, I
1: think I almost learned this from the other side of the they them like you yeah know, us versus them kind of thing mm-hmm. was uh, there was a time in 2017 where I uh, didn't feel like I was really connecting with we were living in Springfield. Yeah, and just felt like the friend group I was hanging out with. I was just like man, it just feels like I'm so I, I got to dress a certain way mm-hmm. and act a certain way, even though mm-hmm. no one's you know, everyone's like, well, no one's saying that. Yeah, it's like an. Yeah, like, no yeah. one's saying that, but you yeah, you've you interpreted it. things that no one's saying, mm-hmm. but you know, it felt like uh, I needed to dress a certain way or I didn't get invited to hang out with this group because I wasn't that kind of person. And it was all these kind of things and um, I felt like I was learning from God that he had created us as individuals mm-hmm. uh, and then if he wanted us, if he wanted uniformity, he would have created it that way. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that I learned on the other side of that was, oh, it's okay to be who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I, I leaned further into that, which is where I'm saying, once I know who I am with God, um, then that gave me the freedom to let someone else be who they are. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, of course, like, yes, this will be kind of faith centric. Um, but my hope is that this us versus them kind of dichotomy that we're all living in and we're all forced to, if you pay attention to it, any, watch any news outlet, watch mm-hmm. any uh you know speaker anytime, anytime a speaker says um they're trying to do this mm-hmm. if they don't clarify who the they is mm-hmm. um or someone on tv will say uh well and that's that's their mission mm-hmm. who is the who's they they're they? talking about yeah. who's the them they're talking about mm-hmm. there is this massive generalization happening mm-hmm. and it's um it's intentional <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's uh dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not a faith person and you're listening, first of all, thanks for listening this far into uh, you know uh, the episode. Um, but also there are people in your life who you've, you've discounted and you've mm-hmm. written off and you've said, well, they're never going to come around or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that this, I hope this gives you hope. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope this gives you freedom to relax and be who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, know that you are loved and known by God uh, and uh, and I hope that that truth permeates into the relationships in your life. That's yeah. the goal of this show. That's great.
0: I love that. Well, Jaron, thanks for coming on. They don't bite. You got anything you want to plug for? <laughs> yeah, for I've got
1: series? some stand up shows coming up. Uh, <laughs> you know, you can find me on TikTok. Um, and. You're an idiot. I hate that. <laughs> well, that is my buddy, Tim Stone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of They Don't Bite. Uh, before you go, if you have a second, if you could leave a quick podcast review, it's super helpful when other people are trying to find shows uh, of this genre and a lot of these conversations. And so to just be able to pull in as many people as we can. Uh, I love the feedback that I get from the show. Very excited to bring you more episodes. They're going to come out every Thursday. So next week's episode is going to feature my one of my good friends here in Kansas City, Steven Taylor. Uh, he's a very funny comic. And so you're going to love that conversation but until then uh, I love you God loves you thanks for hanging out and uh, we will see you again next week on They Don't Bite how powerful is Cox Internet so powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox it's internet built for tomorrow today